Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to episode 354 of the Michigan Sports Truth Postgame Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips. Flying solo at work on emergency double at Ruby Tuesday. First off, we'll start with college football. The Michigan number 19 Michigan Wolverines get clobbered by the number two Penn State Nittany Lions, 42 to 13. The Wolverines made it interesting, very interesting in the second quarter before Trace McSorley helped the Penn State Nittany Lions start pulling away. 21-13 PSU at halftime, a three-yard touchdown run with 52 seconds left. Right. After, uh, 52 seconds right after a Ty Isaac six-yard six touchdown run with a minute 45 till halftime. Karan Hickton with a one-yard touchdown run to put Michigan on the board. But the Wolverines could simply not overcome Penn State's assault, Penn State's onslaught. The Nittany Lions got three touchdowns from Trace McSorley. Saquon Barkley had two touchdown runs. The first one from 69 yards out, just 43 seconds into the game. John O'Corn for the Wolverines, 16 of 20 for 166 passing yards. That's it. That's all. Trace McSorley, 282 passing yards, a touchdown, and a pick, a rare one. Proved meaningless. Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 108 yards. Cron Hicken, 15 carries, 15 carries for a, for 45 yards and a touch. The Nittany Lions simply outgained the Wolverines in total yards, 506 to 269. One turnover each. But Michigan's defense simply could not get the job done. They were overworked by a, a very powerful Nittany Lions offense. Especially on the road in Happy Valley. The Nittany Lions remain undefeated. The Wolverines dropped to five two five and two overall and two and two with a Big Ten conference. The Wolverines play home against Rutgers at 9 a.m. Hmm. Where's the site? Michigan Stadium. 9 a.m. in Michigan Stadium? Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, it's at noon. I'm sorry. It would be 9 p.m. Pacific. 9 a.m. Pacific. 
What the hell, guys? What the hell, ESPN.com, huh? Rutgers Scarlet Knights, three and four, two and two in the Big Ten Conference. That should almost be an interesting one, but Michigan will somehow pull a victory out. Jeff Moss uh, may not care about college football too much, but he decided to tweet on on Twitter at Jeff Moss DSR. The most impressive thing Harbaugh has done in AR if they're in Ann Arbor is be a good father to his son when he came out last year. Not not sure what's second. Monty Clark, Daryl Rogers. Monty Clark and Daryl Rogers were impressed with U of M's play calling on that first drive. I see Michigan is losing 14-0. Is this a weather issue or a Jim Harbaugh or a Jim Harbaugh is the most or Jim Har or is it Jim Harbaugh that Jim Harbaugh is the worst overrated person in the world? Thing about Jig. Is this a weather is is this a weather issue or a Jim Harbaugh is the worst? Harbaugh is the most overrated person in the world. Thing in a jig. Uh, I could call these offensive plays for eight bucks an hour. The typhoon must have stopped in Happy Valley. How did Penn State recruit all those great athletes under the cloud of child child ass rape? And he retweeted Jason Fielder's tweet: Michigan football two two and eight in the last ten against MSU. Two and thirteen the last fifteen against OSU, thirteen years since a Big Ten title, eleven years since road eleven years since a road win versus a top ten team, a top five team, for example, leaders and best, followers and I'd say followers and worst. Then, he, uh, then John U. Bacon tweeted, despite two bad losses, U of M fans calling for Harbaugh's job have short memories, have short memories. He's never failed anywhere. And who would replace him? Crazy. Oh, boy. And, and Jeff Moss quoted that and said, there's something in between calling for his head and writing a book labeling him the Messiah before he accomplished anything. Harbaugh has accomplished nothing with Michigan thus far. Even though he's had winning seasons thus far the first three years, including this year, thus far.
Jasper replying to BCAP. Jasper Apollonia replied to Brian Kavanaugh and said, if you haven't been questioning him and him since last season, you're behind the curve. Tonight proved nothing either way that we didn't know already. And Jeff Moss quoted, I don't know. A play action on fourth and 11 seemed newish to me. And then Apollonia tweeted, hey, that's fine, but I sent a lot of it. Apollonia replied, hey, that's fine, but I sent a lot of it comes from genuinely upset fans who are just mad that he's losing, not that he makes bad calls. And Moss Corden said, you know I don't care about college football. I just I just like attacking a cult of personality like Harbaugh. See what I did there? Good night. Michigan State Spartans, 18th ranked, pulled away late and beat the, and edged the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Indiana Hoosiers 17-9 in East Lansing. Barnes' offense couldn't get anything going in the first quarter. They had to settle for a field goal, a game-time field goal with 6.46 left in the second quarter. On a Matt Coughlin 23-yard field goal, capping off a 10-place 68-yard 4.59 scoring drive. It was tight at three at halftime. The Hoosiers would add two more field goals from Griffin Oaks. He would nail the first one in the first quarter with 26 seconds left with, from 33 yards out, giving the Hoosiers the 3 nothing lead. He put the Hoosiers back up 6-3 to three with a 44-yard field goal with 5.31 left in the third quarter, tapping up a 13-place 61-yard, 428-yard, 428 scoring drive, and then a 20-yard field goal with 12.29 left in the fourth, extending Indiana's lead extending Indiana's lead to 93, capping off a 12-place, 63-yard, 437 scoring drive. And then Felton Davis III put the Spartans up 10-9 with a 10-yard reception from Brian Lewerke with 5.59 left. And then the icing on the cake, LJ Scott, a minute 49 left, 18-yard touchdown run. Despite his uh, seventh arrest for driving driving with a suspended license, ice the ice the game for the Spartans. Seven plays, sixty four yards, three minutes fifteen seconds, eighteen yard touchdown run by L. G. Scott. Spartans win seventeen to nine. Spartans win seventeen to nine. They improved to six and one and four and zero oh in the Big Ten. Indiana Hoosiers. Still winless in Big Ten Conference play, 0-4, 3-4 overall. The Hoosiers can't catch a break. They're 0-4 in Big Ten Conference play. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights of all teams are 2-2 in the Big Ten. They, they played Rutgers on November 18th. That's on a Saturday to be determined. Time to be determined. Probably on Big Ten Network. Probably on BTN. They're at Met, they're at Maryland next week at 3:30 on BTN. Are the Indiana Hoosiers? The Michigan the Michigan State Spartans are at the are at the Northwestern Wildcats at 3:30 next week Saturday on ESPN. 
my Central Michigan Chippewas crushed, and I mean crushed, the Ball State Cardinals 56-9. Cardinals are still Owen, still winless in MAC play, 0-3, 2-5 overall. Chippewas improved. Chippewas improved to four and four and two and two in the Mid American Conference, the mediocre American Conference. Shane Morris, sixteen of twenty one for hundred ninety nine passing yards and four touchdown feeds. Jonathan Ward, thirteen carries, ninety seven yards, two touchdowns. Corey Willis, three touchdown receptions on five receptions, five receptions, three of them for touchdowns, ninety eight total yards, receiving yards. Chips score first on a Jonathan Ward 16-yard touchdown run. Ball State answers back with a Morgan Haggy 40-yard field goal at 2-0 and left in the first quarter. 7-3 chips after one. And then Haggy would connect again from 41 with 11-50 till halftime, 7-6 CMU. But the chips pulled away. Tyler Conklin, a 34-yard reception from Shane Morris. Corey Willis, a 31-yarder, 31-yard touchdown catch. 6.39 and three, three minutes flat left. And then with 1.15 left, Jonathan Ward pretty much uh, put the icing on the cake in the first half. Three-yard run for a touchdown. Two plays, 12 yards. Probably out that only turnover that the Ball State Cardinals committed. CMU committed one turnover as well. Morgan Haggy, another 43-yard field goal, 28-9 CMU for Ball State. But Corey Willison, another touchdown reception, 63 yards with 5.17 left. The Maroon and Gold would extend their lead to 35-9. Then Corey Willis again from four yards out, 42-9, 10-24 left in the fourth quarter. Just 13 seconds apart with 10-11 left. Alonzo McCoy, a 27-yard touchdown fumble recovery, 49-9. And then Kumenu, Kumenu Gwilly with a 33-yard touchdown run, a reserve running back. 2:04 left, 56-9 Chippewas, 11 plays, 79 yards, 5 minutes and 12 seconds. Chips outgained the Cardinals 455 to 4.55-208. Chippewas next week have the bye week, and so do the Western Michigan Broncos. Before the Western Michigan Broncos and Chippewas meet up, the Western Michigan Broncos just edged the Eastern Michigan Eagles 20-17. to Broncos struck first with a 36-yard field goal from Josh Grant with 12.50 left in the second quarter. There was no scoring in the first. The Eagles would take a 7-3 lead with 6-17 left in the second quarter, a 35-yard touchdown pass from Brogan Roback to Jerron Johnson, capping off a five-play 53-yard scoring drive a minute and 59. Duration, the Broncos would retake the lead 10-7 on a Keyshawn Watson 11-yard touchdown reception from John Wassing. With just 58 seconds left till halftime, five plays, 73 yards, two minutes, seven seconds. That will be the score at halftime, 10-7 WNU. Paul Fricano nailed a 43-yard field goal to tie it at 10 with 
9.56 left in the third quarter, but the Broncos scored a tie-breaking touchdown from Jarvion Franklin's seven-yard run, seven-yard run with 7.04 left, 17-10 Broncos. After three, during the fourth quarter, the Eagles would tie it early on in the fourth quarter, 11.57 left. Brett Turner, a three-yard touchdown run, seven plays, 92 yards, 251. It was tied at 17 going into overtime. The Broncos, it appeared, it appeared would get the only three points in the overtime period. Josh Green, a 21-yard 20, field goal, stood to be, stood to be the game winner. It would take one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven, twelve. Thirteen plays for a twenty for a twenty four yard field goal attempt by Paul Fricano and he missed it, and the Broncos would win. Twenty to seventeen. Broncos improved to five and three and three and one in the MAC. Eagles two and five, zero oh and three in the MAC. Like I said, the Broncos and Chippewas have the bye week. The Eagles will play on Thursday at four o'clock at the Northern Illinois Huskies. 7 o'clock, rather. 7 o'clock at, at NIU Thursday. You can hear that on WEMU 89.1 FM or on its mobile app or WEMU.org or on TuneIn Radio, the Eastern Michigan IMG Sports Network. The Detroit Pistons, shifting from college football to pro basketball, the Pistons beat the New York Knicks 111-107. to Andre Drummond finally got his offense going. 21 points on 9-11 shooting. 3 for 3 from the free throw line. This is a lot better. 12 rebounds, four of them offensive rebounds, the other eight def- defensive rebounds. 38 minutes, five turnovers, one assist. The only the only thing Andre Drummond will need needs to work on left is is um, limiting the turnovers. But uh, Boban Marjanovic, 
finally got some playing time. Just two points, four minutes, 23 seconds. One steal. Hmm. But uh, I, I guess I see the reason now. Uh, I, I'm speechless. Andre Drummond's contributing more offensively. He was, I guess he was only getting warmed up. Warmed up. I guess he was only getting warmed up. Drummond is now six for six from the free throw line. Boy. Drummond with a with a somewhat better double double. Let's hope Drummond keeps that up. I'm sure Drummond's uh, behavior was a lot better unless someone proves me otherwise. The Pistons go back to Little Caesars Arena on Monday and tip off of the Philadelphia 76ers at 7. Lions have the bye week, the Canucks, and Red Wings tomorrow night at 7. That's Sunday. Sixers are 0-3. The Pistons should have no problem beating them. They're 2-1. Fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the other thing I want to, one of the other things I want to get to is um, this tweet that John Morosi posted on Twitter and then deleted. Somehow it appeared for some reason. It's I got this from the Detroit Sports Snobs group on Facebook, and I posted. I screenshot it. And that and that deleted tweet said source in interview hashtag tigers were impressed by Garnhires, Ron Garnhires Ron Garnhires, the new manager by the way, Garnhires openness. The Tigers were impressed. Were uh, the, the Tigers were impressed by Gardenhire's openness to saber metrics, which evolved during his tenure with the Diamondbacks at MLB. Hmm. Okay, we'll see where we go from there. Ron Gardenhire is actually. Uh, Uh, I I got an article from Score.com. Ron Gardenhire, headlining. Ron Gardenhire embraces old school, but but is hoping, but is always, but is has, but is always, but is open to learning. He never stops learning. Something like that. Also, former. Former Tigers pitcher and current Houston Astros starting pitcher Justin Verlander 
has been named the NLCS MVP. The Houston Astros blanked the New York the New York Yankees the New York Yankees for nothing to move on to the NLCS. The Astros, but the ALCS rather. Verlanders had been named the ALCS MVP. Pitching two gems in games. Games uh, one or two and six. The Astros won that game two to one in in the bottom of the ninth inning on Justin Verlander's nine inning performance. He gave up only only one run again as they as the Astros dominated the Yankees seven to one in game six. In the same facility at at Nia at Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas, Verlander is still only age thirty four. Uh, that's uh, that's all the information you need to know in that category. So that's uh, the Astros head to the World Series. They're going to play the Dodgers, Los Angeles. Game one of that World Series begins Tuesday at 8 in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium. Clayton Kershaw will be the starting pitcher for LA. He's 18 and 4 in the regular He's 18 and 4 in the regular season. He's 18 and 4 in, in the regular season. He's 18 and 4 in the regular season. That that's all we know at the moment. No uh probable starting matchups following and no Astros starting pitcher announced yet. So that's the that's the Michigan Sports Truth material.
all that, that you need to know for episode 354 of the Michigan Sports Truth post-game edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips. We'll probably have another uh, Sunday night at 10 start for episode 287. 287 of the Weekend Review on Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio with Frank and Buck. Or just Buck, or just Frank, whichever. Or I'll fly solo, whatever. Or I'll fly solo, whatever. Till then, but this is this is Taylor Phillips. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like and share the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page. And join its Facebook group. Louis Tenor will be back Monday night at 11. TTFN, ta-ta for now. Bon appetit. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>